to Nikki Talks. Today will be the first in a series of shows uh, looking at the issue of domestic violence. October is National Domestic Violence Month, and in Gloucester, we have been recognizing that for close to 20 years with an event on the steps of City Hall every year. Um, and we have all kinds of community partners, the city, the police department, social service agencies, the faith community. And we talk about domestic violence and its meaning and why it impacts all of us. So I hope that you might join us on October 1st. It's a Tuesday at 1230 on the steps of City Hall. We have a lot to cover today, and I'm especially pleased to uh, have with us today Sarah Stanley, who's the executive director of Hawk. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Nikki, for having me. Thanks for being here. So we're going to start right in, mm -hmm. and um, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about um, Hawk, mm -hmm. a little bit about the history of Hawk and uh, the scope of services. And I'll put out my disclaimer right away, which is that we have a short period of time, okay. and I might say, okay, next. So right. don't be offended if I do that. Absolutely. So Hawk is a nonprofit that serves uh, um, most of Essex County, um, including K-Ban. Um, we have been uh, in, in existence for over 40 years now, uh, created by um, people that wanted to create a safe ha haven for people that are experiencing abuse. So 40 years later, we've expanded from just uh, an emergency shelter. Um, we continue to have emergency shelter, mm -hmm. um, but we also operate a 24-hour hotline. We have three community-based offices. We have um, staff and volunteers in five of the local courts. Um, and we also have advocacy available at the um, local hospitals. Mm. Wow, yeah, 40 years. So really, domestic violence wasn't even in, the, in our language when, when Hawk first started. Right. So, yeah. the, you know, it started just as breaking down that barrier, breaking the silence, yep. um, which I know you were a huge part of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we have been able to come and, and build on that work. Um, and move more not just to awareness raising, but trying to advocate for the culture shift we need where respect and, and equality are the norm. Yes. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do a quick segue. I'm going to try not to do too many of these, but mm -hmm. um, maybe you could talk just briefly about the Parent-Child Trauma Recovery Program because I think people don't know so much about that, and it's such an important component of Hawk and Hawk Services. Yeah. So the, our Parent-Child Trauma Recovery Services is an acknowledgement uh, that when someone experiences violence in the home, abuse in the home, it impacts the children as well. Um, mm -hmm. And in particular, uh, that <clears throat> trauma impacts the, the supportive parent and the child's relationship. So we mm -hmm. offer services um, that work towards supporting that bond and that relationship between the child and the parent mm. because it has been proven that that protecting that bond, rebuilding that bond, fostering that bond um, leads to resilience in both mm -hmm. the parent and the child, mm -hmm. allowing everyone to, to live their full lives after experiencing abuse. So in particular, we have a 12-week program uh, that we offer in Salem, Lynn and Gloucester in partnership with yeah. um, local agencies. The clinical part, yeah. Um, 
Lynn Community Health Center, mm -hmm. North Shore Medical Center, mm -hmm. and here in, uh, on Cape Ann, uh, Children's Friend and Family. Right. We work with their clinicians to form a supportive team around yeah. the parent That's and right. the child to help them, you know, work through the trauma that they've experienced mm -hmm. um, and, and move forward in their lives. Yeah, it's great. And is there an age thing with the kids? Like, how young can they be? Right. So our um, the program is built for you know zero to twelve. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if there are children slightly above that range, there are other services that might be available. Yeah, that's uh, right. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing way back when I was working at Hawk about the reality of really learning about the reality of how kids experience it and they don't have to see it to experience it. And that, I remember thinking, well, that's an important, you know, learning moment to really understand that, you know, even if it's an infant in the arms of a mother who's frightened, mm -hmm. they, they pick up on that and there's some trauma experience. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that that program's in Gloucester. I'm just thrilled. Great. It's yeah, we were, we were able to expand that particular program to Gloucester just about a year ago with support from the Tower Foundation. So yeah. we're thrilled to be able to offer that here in Cape Ann. Yeah. yeah, it's wonderful. Um, Okay, I must think I've had any other questions about And the hotline is 24 hours a day. So. 24 hours a day. Yep. Um, you Staffed can call volunteers and um, Volunteers staff. and staff. Yeah. And um, folks call for all different reasons. Sometimes yeah. people call when they're in actual crisis. Sometimes people call when they have a question. They're wondering, is my relationship yeah. healthy? So right. that, that wide range from needing immediate intervention yep. um, to uh, to just having questions about yep. maybe how whether your relationship is healthy or how to help a friend or a family member yeah um, we're available for that whole spectrum and and how would one become a hawk volunteer um, so you can visit our website um, www.hawkdv.org um, yep. click on uh, give help and there's a volunteer application there I um, mean folks can support you know survivors in a whole range of ways yeah. everything from helping with uh, special events like our annual walk for hawk yep. um, doing direct work like helping on the hotline um, and then other yeah. administrative things yeah. that we always need help yeah. with in the office that's, yeah that's great um, we're really excited to be starting a court accompaniment program where you can um, physically oh. accompany someone to court we have legal advocates in the courts oh, who nice. help with abuse prevention orders right. Um, but we've found the need also for folks to to just be that to be that physical accompaniment so um, to sit with them in the courtroom. Um, so we're really excited about offering that, and would love folks to join us and, and help in that way. So people can volunteer, mm -hmm. learn about the system, learn about the restraining order process, and be present for the survivor. Exactly. Oh, that's really good. Mm -hmm. In the Gloucester Court, we used to, way back when Hawk opened, we used to stand next to, mm -hmm. um, you know, the survivor and block the view between the survivor and the alleged, you know, abuser, um, just to be a physical presence. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we find, you know, while we have our safe plan advocates and our other legal advocates in the court who are helping with the, you know, the paperwork and yeah. who stand up with people when they are speaking with the judge, um, we find that there's such a need for that emotional support while Absolutely. you're waiting, while you're out Absolutely. in the lobby. Um, yep. So it's we're such a tough time for people. We're ex we, you know we're really um, 
hoping that folks will come out yeah. to help support survivors oh, in that way. I definitely tell people about that. Yeah. That's great. Good. Um, so I wanted to spend a little time just talking about sort of simply what is domestic violence? And, um, you know, I have certainly seen over my long, you know, years in social services, just the evolution of language around some of these issues that are important mm -hmm. to me and to mm -hmm. others. And I think sometimes people get kind of caught up in it. You know, what's abuse? What's domestic violence? What's intimate partner violence? What's gender-based violence? Sure. So how would you, um, like how does Hawk really define the issue? Right. So domestic abuse is very, is, is a kind of our broadest umbrella yeah. term that we use. And, and you say domestic abuse instead of domestic violence? Right. So um, domestic abuse can include um, financial abuse, where right. it might not be physical violence. It might not be violence, I see. Um, right. uh, so it could be financial abuse, yeah. where your access um, to basic resources are, are restricted. Yep. Um, so in general, domestic abuse, where, you know, that is when someone is exerting control over another person mm -hmm. and um, in an unhealthy way. That's kind of our broadest yeah. definition. And, and so that, that partly helps people understand all of that stuff, that there's financial abuse, emotional, mental. Cultural. In addition to, right. Right. And so then, you know, then there's also, so then sometimes that's accompanied by physical violence. Right, right. Um, and uh, that's when sometimes we, we might use the term domestic violence. And oh, I see. Domestic abuse, um, yeah, legally, for example, in Massachusetts, Someone can obtain an abuse prevention order if you have, if you are members of the same family, you live in the same home, mm -hmm. you have a child in common. So that's not just that's partner. An, that's just It'd not bigger than that. right. That's a, a right. wider umbrella umbrella term. Um, and then if we start becoming more specific in talking about intimate partner abuse, that's obviously when you are in an intimate yep. relationship yep. with someone. Yeah. And. Um, Gender-based violence is something important that we need to bring attention to um, in, in the work that has been done to acknowledge that domestic abuse and domestic violence occurs in same-sex relationships yeah. um, between um, uh, women and men and men and women. Um, Gender-based yeah. violence is still important to acknowledge because women experience violence at a higher rate, right, um, right, and that it occurs globally. Um, Cape, you know, Gloucester has been wonderful in bringing attention to that issue mm -hmm. with the One Billion Rising mm -hmm. event that they've mm -hmm. held right. um, every February. Yeah, that um, women and girls experience violence across the globe, yep. and it's a, a public health crisis. Yeah, um, and so at Hawk, we we address all of these issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're busy. <laughs> you have a lot to cover. Mm -hmm. and I was just thinking about the, um, along with the sort of phenomenon of people being able to step forward and say who they are in mm -hmm. terms of LGBT issues or, or any issues about, you know, how people identify themselves, hopefully in a more, you know, open way, although it's a little dicey in the culture right now. But, right. Um, and so in some ways, Hawk has to address all of those different situations. I mean, you know, you can have somebody say, I've never been hit, but he's threatened me. Mm -hmm. And you have to deal with all the nuance of that. Absolutely. And then throw in 
immigration status or, you know, English as a second language mm -hmm. or LGBTQ things. And so it's a big, tall order. Right. But, you know, at, at the baseline, it's always about everyone deserves safety. Yep respect yep. Um, and that's what we advocate for yep. um, and that's what we really hope to get our entire communities really energized around because everybody yeah. believe, you know um, I believe our communities want that um, for ourselves and for each other and um, that's what we need to be outspoken for yeah 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 absolutely um, so right now what would you say I mean some, we're sort of talking about different challenges, you mm -hmm. know, that the agency might be met with. And I'm curious about kind of what, what you would say about what is, what is happening in the world of domestic violence in terms of um, either more current issues or greater challenges that have somehow shifted and become larger. Um, I immediately think of gun violence, for example. Absolutely. Um, which is something that it's just starting to really become evident that uh, there's such a high percentage of mass shooters um, who have a history of some sort of domestic violence. So what do you feel is kind of like the, the horizon, you know, what you're kind of on the right. edge with? Well, I think um, it's wonderful that we now have some of that data yeah. to help us understand that connection between gun violence and domestic violence. So absolutely, that that's... Yeah. We see that on the national yeah. level. We know that's an issue. Um, immigration right now yeah. um, is really impacting individuals. Immigration policy is impa impacting individuals' ability to seek protection, um, their willingness to seek protection. Of course. Yeah. Um, and to, to leave an abuser. Yep. Um, and there's the whole thing about, um, you know, that abusers can threaten to turn in, you know, the survivor to ICE or to, mm -hmm. I mean, they have that extra added uh, leverage. But it could happen. To, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, you know, we've been addressing that, one, by um, educating ourselves and then yeah. educating the community. Yeah. For yeah. example, about the recent public charge um, rules, uh, change in the rule, uh, so that abusers lose that power to control the information. We want to give information to our um, to folks in our communities to understand exactly what the laws and the rules are mm -hmm. um, and what is available to them so they so can make a decision. So what is the decision. law in terms of that very thing? Right, what so the, the public to? charge, I won't get too far down no, in the weeds because yeah, immigration yeah, yeah, is right. so, so confusing oh, yeah, or complicated. Sure. But um, generally, there are more disqualifications for um, gaining status oh, now okay. if you access public benefits. But the good news mm -hmm. and the information we're trying to get out mm -hmm. is that many of those do not impact, there's a caveat for survivors of domestic abuse. So that's, okay, that's the education that we're know. trying to get out there. That. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. great. That's really great. Right, so Hawk has an immigration attorney yep. um, that is really critical in helping us empower people around those That's issues. wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then there's, um, you have language capacity, right? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. So you have, I know you have Spanish. Um, we have bilingual staff members, yeah. and we um, also have access to 24-hour telephonic yeah. interpretation um, yeah. to help us support people across every, every language. 
And um, out of all of your locations across the North Shore, which one is sort of the most intensely busy and the, the most people from that community seek help? Mm -hmm. Um, our office in Lynn yeah. uh, serves the highest number of individuals. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, correspondingly, the Lynn District Court mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. issues the, the highest number of abuse prevention orders mm -hmm. um, that we assist with. Um, but, you know, reported incidents don't always equal no. What is actually happening, right? Yeah. We know yeah. that this is an issue that impacts across every yep. socioeconomic uh, right. uh, group. So, um, we're, our focus is really on one, making sure folks know that we're available to help, that no one's ever yeah. alone. Yeah. Um, we're there. Yep. And um, that there's support. We might not always have the the immediate solution, but we'll be here to help folks yeah, that's manage the, the right. systems. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's the same idea as standing next to a person in court. You're just going to be there until it comes to some healthy resolution, right. hopefully. Right. Um, in Gloucester, uh, we're, we're fortunate enough to have a um, domestic violence liaison officer in the mm. Gloucester Police Department. Is that fairly widespread or not so much or in the communities that Hawk serves? Right. I'd say about 50%. Well, that's of our, promising. our, it's our departments have a dedicated officer. Um, obviously, that's you know contingent on resources. But and, yeah. Gloucester has been really. Um, I commend the leadership in Gloucester for making that a priority. It makes yeah. a difference. Yeah, it does make a difference. Um, yeah, it, it, the coordination between our um, our staff and the police department yep. um, is significantly improved when there's a dedicated officer. Yep, and some communities have the high-risk assessment teams. Mm -hmm. So it also brings everybody involved to the table really to you know, help the survivor with all the different things that, that she might need. Right, um, and I think one point of education that we always try to make is that um, really the end of the relationship is the yeah. most dangerous point yeah. in time. Yep. And that the abuse and the potential for abuse and very real danger really continues for a significant period of time after the relationship ends. And I think that's something that the community needs to hold mm -hmm. um, and be uh, sensitive and aware of that, um, that there's continued support that's really needed as someone um, navigates the criminal justice system yeah. as a victim or a witness, yeah. um, as they navigate the, the probate court, the family court systems, as they rebuild their lives with yeah. obtaining employment Every and housing. It. Yep. it really, um, if we drop off the support after the relationship ends and, you know, maybe the immediate, you know, what feels like the immediate risk um, is yep. done, yep. Um, then folks are not, you know, able to be as successful. We need that continued support um, yeah. throughout the, the healing process. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the solution is never build another shelter. Mm. The solution is more what you're talking about. It kind of actually segues into my, uh, my next question, which is about community collaboration. Mm. Because, you know, most of us believe that it does take a village. Um, but making that all happen is not so simple, and it really takes years to build, I think, that kind, kind of grounding or foundation in a community so that people begin to understand 
for example, that when a victim leaves an abusive relationship, that's the time when she's most at risk. Mm -hmm. or, or that domestic violence can look like um, you know, a threat. Mm -hmm. um, so if you were to envision your, you know, sort of your perfect round table of support um, for a victim in any size community, who would be at the table? Um, you know, I think, first and foremost, we know that individuals, friends, people usually go to their friends and family first. Right. So, and, and that's, you know, I, I think Huck's services are amazing, but I, I realize yeah. Yeah. most individuals are going to go to their friends and family first. And it's hard to come forward outside of that circle. Right. Always. So, you know, yeah. having... Um, those support people, mm -hmm. um, and that's everybody. That's it's literally everybody. every single yep. person yep. Um, has a role because everybody knows someone mm -hmm. who's in an unhealthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so educating yourself on on what the resources are, um, yeah. and you know that's what part of what we're very passionate about is making sure yep. every single person understands that there's a hawk hotline. You can call and us. the confidentiality nature has always been huge in mm -hmm. Gloucester mm -hmm. because we all know each other. You know, and, and people, I mean, for years people would say, I didn't want to go in the door because it was sure. right on Main Street. And so people are afraid. And, but I think really underscoring that when you seek help from Hawk, it's completely 100% confidential. Right. And so that's, that's pursuant to Massachusetts statute. Um, our work is um, yeah. uh, confidential. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's really important to know that distinguishes us from maybe other supports, um, support social service supports yes, yes, um, right. that you might access. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So so back to who's at the table question. So police so, departments, uh, yeah, sure. advocates. Um, obviously, all the all our social services. Yeah, um, DCF. But I want to make sure that, you know, really there's a role for everybody. Um, yeah. But, for example, Gloucester is just an amazing community in that um, from the mayor yeah. all the way um, through every level yep. of leadership, there's really, uh, I see co even compared to our other communities, a commitment yeah. to supporting survivors. And so obviously, yeah. you know, the uh, law enforcement, um, hospitals, social services, mm -hmm. community groups mm -hmm. um, are all tremendously important. Mm -hmm. I feel sort of strongly about the hospital um, because I, I know that it's, there aren't that many hospitals that have trained domestic violence advocates. Yes. And we need that. <laughs> we um, really need that. That's one of my goals for Hawk Good. is that we have we have um, a partnership with North Shore Medical Center yeah. in Salem where we right. have an advocate right. that is based right on site at the hospital. That's perfect. And I would love to see yep. that kind of partnership with each of our local hospitals. Yeah, yeah. I would too. We talked for years about trying to get a visitation, a supervised visitation center going so that mm. um, moms um, bringing their kids to see the, the you know, um, custodial moms bringing mm -hmm. their kids mm -hmm. to see um, an abuser um, had a safe place to do it. It's so important. And they're very far flung across the state. Yes. Yeah, there aren't that many of yes, them. Yes, it is a challenge. So there are two other, um, three other quick questions we're going to cover in a short period of time. So. Um, could you talk a little bit about, and this is actually the focus for our 
um, the event I mentioned on October 1st. We're going to focus on the issue of the role of men. Mm -hmm. And so how do you see that and how do you see it in relationship to Hawk and the, the actual organizational piece of it? All right. Um, so there is um, a wonderful, strong push uh, to involve men in the movement um, to end violence, particularly gender-based violence. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that looks a little different in different areas, but one that I'm very passionate about in seeing Hawk support is um, educating young um, boys and men yeah. um, about yeah. what it means to be, uh, you know, what what is ha healthy, masculinity healthy masculinity look. Right. Um, and uh, some great organizations have great campaigns out there. Yeah. Um, a call to men. Right. They talk about breaking out of the man box. Yes. Uh, right. I exactly. think those yeah. that, those kind of educational campaigns. I'd love to see more of it um, brought into our schools. Um, there's some great programs uh, to work with coaches. Yes. Right. Um, right. To, Mentors in violence prevention. Uh, to uh, exactly. There's some great ones. To um, help, you know, starting with our our, our children. Absolutely. That, um, Going violence, further upstream. Exactly. <laughs> violence and oppression yep. are not the way to show strength. Yep. Um, and that there's other ways to be strong. Yep. Yeah, it would be great to have a, a sort of a male, you know, arm of Hawk. Mm. You know, that there, and we did have that for a while. We had men for Hawk. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard to sustain, of course, and resources are always limited. But it's, it's a good thing. It's a very important thing. Absolutely. Um, I think we've already talked about that. So I guess you've kind of covered this already, but um, maybe you could talk a little bit about, because I get calls all the time still, and texts about women who might be in trouble in an in a abusive situation. And it's either from the friend, mm -hmm. like you said, or from the mother, mm -hmm. um, and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And they're afraid that um, if the if the victims seek services that somehow everybody will know, as I mentioned. Um, and so telling, sort of like how to become an ally, I guess is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Not so much that you're a trained hawk advocate, which is fabulous, but there's not enough of those ever to go right. around. But, but what is it that you think that people, I mean, even people watching who may have situations where they're trying to help a daughter or an aunt or whatever it is, um, what is your, what would be your specific advice? You know, what no. would you say to them? I love that question, Nikki. Um, I think first and foremost is to never assume. A lot of times people see, you know, someone looks like they got it together, you know, they're, they're working, they're, maybe they, they're taking care of their kids, um, yeah. they seem okay. Um, never assume. Yeah. Always ask. Ask how your family, ask how your friends are doing. So to even open that door. Yep. yep. Um, it's uh, interesting because people never think it's that simple, mm. but it actually is. That initial part of it is that simple, like, how are you? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and um, the second, you know, critical piece, I would say, is um, to listen mm -hmm. when they say what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And hold that person um, without judgment. Yeah. You you might feel like, well, it's very clear what, what you what should, you should do. do. Exactly. Um, but to lend support without judgment. And that a lot of times looks like, uh, you know what, there's a Hawk website. 
Why don't you check it yeah. out? There's some list yeah. of, you know, warning yeah. signs for your relationship. Empower your friend or family member with information. You, mm -hmm. Everybody likes to give advice. No, very few people take it, right? That's that, that yeah. old adage. Yeah. Um, people are, need to make these decisions on their own terms. Um, it's hard help. for people to understand because, sure. as you say so frequently, people think, well, clearly you just need to call the police and leave. Mm. It's not so simple. No, and so empowering someone with support and information yeah, that's is great. usually that's the, great the, 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 the best things that you can do. Um, and yep. educating yourself to yep. know what the resources are. Yep. Um, that Hawk is available 24 hours a day yes. just to give information. And so we have an entire yeah. legal team, for example that can help someone kind of weigh through their right, you know, understand their rights. A lot of times yeah. people have questions about that as an initial, what do I want to do? And that's, as you say, the gathering of all the important informational pieces to empower yourself to be able to get safe, whatever that looks mm -hmm. like for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's a good answer. I think the support part is, it takes a little, um, education and a little thinking about how to become a non-judgmental listener mm. and I think it's I used to say it's like listening with your heart mm. you know and not just your brain and you're trying to think of what to do next but you're listening really with your heart um, so uh, thank you so much Sarah it's uh, been wonderful to have you and just to to close thanks so much for watching and I'd like to close with the Hawk hotline number and it will appear on your screen thank you